0: Hey, welcome to the Cafe Attic Podcast, where two buddies discuss their favorite topics in video games, comic books, and more. This week, we cover our VR predictions coming true, Christian's weekly comic poll, and our favorite Legend of Zelda games. My name is Joey Kihada, and I'm here with my co-host, Christian Shelton. How's it going, buddy?
1: Hey, hey, hey. Joey and Christian in the morning. <laughs> How you doing, buddy?
0: Uh, not too bad. Um, just waking up here. It is... as of recording right now on this what Thursday morning I guess and this is a new thing for us since we normally record in the middle of the day
1: yeah so it is five minutes until eight o'clock and it's funny because this is episode eight of Cafe Attic
0: you're gonna do that in every episode
1: (laughs) I am gonna do that in every episode
0: (laughs) so uh, what you been up to man
1: well things have been going pretty good For me this week. Um, I recently signed on two new clients. So that has been nice Hmm. getting back into the groove of more serious work. So that brings me to a grand total of three clients now, which has been pretty nice because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to pay for my bills this half of the month. And luckily this was enough to cover it. So that's good. Things are looking good on that front. Yeah. And other than that, I was down in the valley this weekend a lot longer than I thought I was going to be because um, my wife wasn't feeling so great, so she had to be in bed. But, you know, everything's looking good for her, though. We're back up in uh, in Orange County. But when I was in the valley, I finally got to watch Captain Marvel. Hey, there it is. Yeah. And I will say that it's not my favorite Marvel movie. However, it is really fun and I love Brie Larson and I think she does a great job of playing Captain Marvel. So overall, I really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to Endgame later this month.
0: Wow, Christian, didn't you hear that if this movie isn't your favorite movie, then you are the stereotypical uh, male?
1: Aw, shoot.
0: (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Yeah, we, we were both in the valley. We had your baby shower, which was pretty neat.
1: Yeah, we did. Got a lot of nice gifts. Um including some from you. So thank you very much. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, bye. Um how how is your wife feeling though? Cuz I know she was a little sick.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she, you know, she hurt her back and it still hurts but it's not as bad as um it was the day of our baby shower. Right. Um so she's slowly getting better. Uh she unfortunately couldn't go to work um all week. So I don't know. It, it's like a blessing and a curse. She yeah. feels kind of bad about it because she doesn't like letting people down. So she feels bad that she hasn't been in this week. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, hopefully she gets better. It, yeah. It's good that she didn't go in though, you know?
0: Yeah. At the same time, what can you really do? Like if you, if you're in that much pain, I mean, you can't really do anything about it other than just, you know, get better. It's better. Exactly. It's best just to stay at home and get better. So,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then, uh, so when we did actually get back up here to the OC, uh, I had a very special package waiting for me. And it was Hawkeye issue one through 16, hmm. all signed by the writer, Kelly oh, Thompson. Oh, yeah.
0: You told me you were going to get that.
1: Yeah. So a shout out to her. She signed all 16 of them, which is really cool of her. And um, I looked at them and they're really... Uh, um, really cool. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that that happened. So yeah, that that's everything that I've been up to this week.
0: Sick man. Um, that actually does sound pretty cool. I, I don't know. I feel like I'd have to see them once you actually once they actually go over or you come down or something. Um, I don't know. It just kind of neat to have something signed by somebody. Um, especially something as big as like you know, comics. Because again, the this is going to be something major or it is something major at the moment. If she's just willing to sign something right now, I don't know. That's just kind of big for me.
1: Yeah, and actually, you know, I wasn't going to talk about this, but mm-hmm. I did see a headline that there's going to be a Hawkeye t- series, I believe, mm-hmm. and I'm really hoping that it also fe- features <laughs> features features <laughs> Kate Bishop, who I believe might actually be in the trailer of Endgame. It looks like the original Hawkeye from the movies mm-hmm. is training a newer Hawkeye, which could be Kate Bishop. Um it could also be his daughter potentially. But uh I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Dude, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. Um well let me get into what I've been doing or how my week has been. Um so on Monday where I work, there was this um little incident that happened. We were working, like well actually I wasn't even there to be honest. So I luckily didn't have to deal with it. But Apparently, um, some dude totally rammed his car inside of the store and um, almost ran over three pe- or four people and made it from the very front of the store to almost the very back of the store.
1: <laughs> yeah, you sent me the footage that was caught on the security cameras and that is crazy. Like those people had to move out of the way like I, I can only imagine what would have happened if there was like someone tying their shoe or like if there's a kid or something so like it's, well, it's normally, good that nothing bad happened
0: yeah well normally here's the thing um i think most of us are normally on our phones because it's a pretty like relaxed environment um uh, so we just like we're usually on our phones we're not really looking up a whole lot and if you look at the video i guess everybody was actually pretty attentive because um the first girl that jumped out was my manager and she just like she looked up, and then when like what it looks like a couple of seconds, she just reacted really quick, and then everyone behind her, of course, you know, moved quickly as well. But she's the one that surprised me the most because she was right in front of the store where she could have gotten run over. Um, I felt bad for the guy actually too because it, it was an accident. And, you know these things happen. Um, but the guy apparently was shaking when he got out of the car. They took him to nah. the back of the bathroom just so he could like you know composure and apparently he was crying and all this other stuff and saying like oh you know why did this happen to me why why like i don't know i just felt kind of bad hearing that so i do feel bad for him as well Mm because again it was an accident you know these things do happen
1: yeah and I i have to ask you do you know if he was parked and then drove into the building from there or was he you know on the street
0: from what i have understood it's um he was going to back up but there were cars you know that that go behind him right so he was gonna back up but a car uh honked at him to stop backing up because you know he was gonna crash into somebody behind him so he put the car into drive uh went back forward a little bit and then maybe thinking that he was gonna put it back in reverse to back up Mm. again he didn't do that and he stepped on it but my thing is how hard were you gonna how fast were you gonna back up that you had to step on it that hard to go all the way you know forward to Ramos I guess you know um it's just pretty crazy but everybody well that's what I think happened um that's how it's been explained to me but I don't know
1: yeah I remember whenever I was learning well not learning to drive but when I was still a new person with a license I was wanting to back up out of Mm -hmm. my driveway and I totally forgot like if I had put it into drive or reverse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, little old me didn't think to check. And I just pressed on the gas pedal and I went forward almost into my garage instead of (laughs) backing up. So it happens. Yeah,
0: yeah. The only thing I've had that's similar to this is where my parents live. I used to drive my dad's Bronco. And um, I guess they didn't open up the gate or the wind pushed the gate or something. And I didn't look at it because the Bronco is a pretty big uh, car, you know. It's hard Mm -hmm. to see anything below you or, or behind you, I guess, if you're not looking at the rearview mirrors or if you're just not paying attention. And so I don't know if it was early in the morning, but I didn't notice that the gate was so closed. And so I put it in reverse. I'm backing out of my, my parents' driveway and yeah, so there was like this resistance. Um, And I, I noticed it would happen to be the fence. And so I get out of the, the car and I look and I'm like, oh darn, really? And so I I look to see if anybody's watching me, and of course, my neighbor across the street is totally looking at me, and he's like, what happened? And I'm like, nothing, and I get in the car, and I go back in, <laughs> uh, and I haven't, told, I, my dad hasn't noticed it, so I mean, it's it wasn't that big of a deal, but still.
1: Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> he doesn't, it. it's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's good.
0: <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of as well, I know we're, I'm going on like a tangent on a tangent, um i found out that my mom actually listens to this podcast um so shout out to my mom i I just talked to her last week right after we recorded our our podcast and she's like hey i've been listening to you guys and like you know i gotta i gotta tell you you really burned me when when you said that we only get 12 megabytes just so you know i get 50 Uh and i'm like oh my bad
1: (laughs) that's awesome um,
0: she also wanted us to talk about the new joker trailer but i know oh. you're not a huge dc fan and neither am i but we'll, well probably eventually talk into it
1: yeah yeah no we, we could touch a little bit I, i'm going on a tangent off of your tangent of a tangent <laughs> but here's the thing it's not that i'm not a dc fan it's just that the dc universe that they're trying to make you know with the man still justice league and all that I hadn't really been into it because I just wasn't really feeling the movies. Right. But, you know, I, I do like Batman and I, I did really like Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I did see the trailer for the new Joker movie. And I'm actually like a really uh, big fan of Walking Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So the trailer was actually something that uh, I really thought was really cool. And I will be seeing that movie when it comes out. It'll probably be the first DC movie that i will have watched in a very long time not because i'm not a fan of dc but just because i feel like their movies haven't really been up to par with what marvel's been well, putting out
0: yeah well let's be honest here how many reboots has there been um during this whole uh and M- or dcu that they're, they're trying to establish you know um they had well let's say the dark knight's not part of it that's before right no yeah. but then you have the man of steel um you have Batman versus Superman, uh, you have Justice League, and then it's Wonder Woman and
1: Aquaman? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Oh, and, and then there's Suicide Squad.
0: And there's Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad isn't a part of it, right? Isn't part of DCU?
1: Mm, I don't know. I'm actually not sure. And but then I, I,
0: I, I think this Joker movie also isn't part of the DCU, if I'm correct.
1: Okay, well if that's the case, then maybe <laughs> it'll be better. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they're also rebooting Suicide Squad, which I actually didn't watch, mm-hmm. which I'm glad I didn't because I heard it's not that great. And I was listening to a podcast called Off Panel, which is a comic book podcast, right? And they were talking about the movie because I'm I'm binge listening to it, mm-hmm. so they were during 2016 right now, I believe. Oh and wow! They were talking about the movie. And they said that there was an initial cut of the movie, but then people liked the trailer so much that they started freaking out, like the people who made the movie, and they actually hired the people who cut the trailer to cut the movie.
0: Oh, So like,
1: you know, it's not really the director's vision per se, and... Even then, like who knows how good it would have been. But so, anyways, I,
0: I know this is again another tangent, but I, I kind of feel like this is kind of why I don't like watching trailers. Um, I, I I don't know. I understand the need for a trailer and a teaser to build up hype. Like look how look how excited you are for Endgame, right? Like you've seen the trailer for that one already.
1: Yeah, but I was hyped before the trailer.
0: Of course, of course. Like but like the tra- these trailers exist to hype you up. But at the same time, I kind of feel like there's so many spoilers in there. And mm-hmm. and if this is true, what you're saying on, on their um, on their little trailer that they did, and they ended up reacting because of the, the feedback they got to it, then maybe that would have been a different movie altogether. Maybe it could have been a better movie.
1: Yeah. Well, DC all around has been really reactive as opposed to proactive. So, you know, instead of building something that should be strong and lasting, they're like, oh, no, we have to change things really quick. But um, mm-hmm. I have three things to say based off of all these tangents uh one they're rebooting suicide squad and it's going to be james gunn who did Mm. the guardians of the galaxy movies so down for that and it's like not a sequel i don't believe it's just a reboot i believe uh number two trailers um i watched a trailer recently whenever i saw captain marvel and it's the first time i've actually gotten excited for a movie Mm
2: -hmm.
1: other than marvel or something i'm already into and that is a uh, godzilla king of monsters okay. that trailer is really cool i recommend looking into it number three the end game trailers uh the directors have already said that some of the footage in those trailers is fake and not even part of the movie they don't want to give any spoilers out
0: oh good i'm that's I'm, it yes that's perfect i like that um one more tangent this is it last one because I, I haven't talked to you about this yet and i don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast what do you think of James Gunn returning, and what do you think of him? What do you think of his departure, like his, I guess, I guess firing?
1: Yeah, so I think his firing was dumb. You know, a lot of people have said stupid stuff in their past, mm-hmm. and you know there's, you know, there are probably some things that shouldn't be joked about. Um, but then again, you know, there is this whole freedom of speech, and, and it's I do think that he. It's comedy. I don't think he actually means any sort of hate or anything towards like the people who might be affected by the jokes he's been making. Right. And I don't think he's like a cruel, evil person. I think he just said something. To be know, edgy at the time. Yeah. Maybe something that you know is kind of pushing it, but at the same time, I don't think that he should have been fired for it. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm glad that he's coming back to the movies. I'm actually a little bit surprised. I didn't think Disney would do that. Me neither. But, you know, kudos to them. Like, I think they s- saw the backlash and even like the cast was like, you know, enraged that this yeah, wasn't going to happen.
0: But you start thinking and you're like, well, you shouldn't have fired him to begin with. Again, these are just jokes. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can look up anybody's history on anything. It's I mean, I've said some pretty stupid things in the past, I'm sure. Um, Same all, here. I'll admit it right now, you know. Yeah, um, if, I'm pretty sure ever... I've said stupid things on this podcast. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like if 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 we ever get famous, not that we're trying to get famous, but like say for some reason we get famous, or I get famous, or you get famous,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we've said some pretty stupid stuff in the past. Like, oh yeah, and yeah, but we're more mature now, and we <laughs> probably will still say more stupid stuff. But hey, like we're human. Like, yeah,
0: and and I mean these things are in your past, so does it, it shouldn't really matter or affect you? And it, I don't know. It's just interesting that they that they. If you really think about it, the only reason they, they hired him back was because of the backlash. And I'm wondering if there wasn't the backlash, if they would have hired him or not.
1: Mm, yeah. Who's to say?
0: Yeah. Anyways, all right, let's go back to what I'm doing. <laughs> um, the only the only other thing I've really been doing is just playing A Link to the Past. Um, you know, I'm a big Zelda fan. Um, and so I've been playing my Super Nintendo. That's all I've been playing for the past couple weeks. And I decided to pop in A Link to the Past and I'm almost done with the game already. Um, I've been playing it for almost the entire week. Um, I'm just about, where am I at? I'm on the last, I'm I'm basically rescuing Princess Zelda at this point. It's the last one. It's the last crystal you need to save before going to Ganon. So that's pretty much what I've been doing um, this week, I think.
1: Very cool. Well then. After these tangents on tangents on tangents, let's go ahead and go into our next segment. Nerd news. (laughs) So, we only have one primary story this week, followed by something that you would like to discuss a little bit after that. And brag. So, and brag. (laughs) Yes. So, here's the thing this story came out, I think, actually a week ago today. And since uh, we started recording this and that is that the breath of the wild and mario odyssey are getting vr support and i know that you are excited about this not because you're a fan of vr Mm -hmm. but because you called it i did
0: um if we can oh gosh let's go ahead and edit in the clip really quick just so we can hear myself talk Yeah, well, okay, hear me out. Now, let's say they do use the existing games. Would you want to buy the VR for that? Like Mario Kart or Breath of the Wild? Ooh,
1: I would try. Yeah, I would try Breath of the Wild, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no, that'd be cool because I know that they've already done VR for Skyrim. Um, I don't know if people like it or not. Oh, yeah. And no, 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 you're right. So, and actually that would work yeah. because...
0: um, Oh, gosh, what's it called? If they already have that, they could just download a patch into the game and then we already have the vr for labo
1: exactly yeah
0: oh dude actually this is making more sense again (laughs) i'm not a big fan because it makes me kind of dizzy but i'll i'd be willing to give it a chance just because it's nintendo
1: fair enough yeah no i'm down it'd be fun to play in these virtual worlds that nintendo created Like, like first person first person breath of the wild like they would change their
0: perspective by like doing a patch or something
1: That'd be insane, because, I don't know, the only first-person Zelda that I know of is, like, whenever you have your bow and arrow or slingshot or something like that.
0: Exactly. So, who knows, man? Let's wait and see. So, as you can tell in that clip, I'm pretty sure I said something along the lines of, Could you imagine playing Breath of the Wild in VR?
1: Can you imagine me getting a million (laughs) dollars? I don't know if I'm that good at
0: predicting stuff, but let's see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah man I, I don't know i think it's pretty cool that they're actually getting vr support i think i also said mario kart in vr but i don't know if that one will get supported or not um if it does that'd be cool because that would be extra dlc into an existing game um but i don't know i i guess we'll just have to wait and see on that one
1: yeah it's only a matter of time i think that if they are bringing it to two of their biggest games on the switch they mm-hmm. must bring it to other like popular games on the system you know
0: yes actually i forgot to tell you but um there was a little bit of footage released for both of these things um uh, both of these games i guess it's not really if i got this correctly and i guess we'll have to wait and see until it actually comes out but the vr support isn't you playing in first person though so i guess i got that part wrong it looks like you can just control the camera with your vr
1: oh yeah so i hope that it's more than that because I haven't seen any, you know, screenshots or footage, you know, from a first person point of view, mm-hmm. which is a little disappointing. But I'm hoping that that changes in the future because that's something that I would really like to see. Like if VR only adds like some new levels to Mario, which is all they've announced so far, like three different, you know, mini games then I'm not going to buy it just for three extra mini games. I want to, you know, Wait, experience three extra Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, I'm sold. Uh, I love my well, Odyssey. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I would want VR is to actually feel like I'm immersed in the world. Yeah, I don't I'm want to... Really
0: feel like Batman. Really feel like... like uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh for those unaware there's this meme um that video game reviewers like ign or gotaku whenever there's like a batman game or a spider-man game or something they always say somewhere in the review this game really makes you feel like batman and like oh man it's it's such a it's such a good you know wholesome meme i love it anyways <laughs> um but that's that'd be cool man if, if we could actually get a first person addition to these I'd, I'd be a little more sold three mini games like you said might not sell you i honestly think it might not sell me either but i've been looking for more reasons to replay zelda as you are already aware i've already 100 that game uh for birth of the wild i got all 900 korok seeds 120 uh shrines so i am looking for another reason to play that game that's not on hard mode and i've been debating on completely erasing that save file and starting from scratch because i really
1: like that game why don't you just make a new save file?
0: You can't make a new save file unless you add another user to your Switch at the moment. Mm. Um, in Mario Odyssey, you can. I've restarted that game about six times already because I just love playing through the beginning. Um, I think I've I've beaten that game like maybe three times in total, but I've only gotten all 999 moons just once.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but for Breath of the Wild, in order to start a new save file, you either have to play in hard mode or you have to delete your current existing save file Or you have to set up as a new user on the Switch, so you have to make a brand new account on the Switch, which isn't that big a deal, but I like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're aware as well, but I like um, gathering all my playtime in one save file so I can, you know, boast about, oh, I've played over 300 hours in Zelda or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't delete it if I were you. You should keep that piece of history and just go into hard mode.
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, I've gotten a hard mode, but like... I don't know. I feel like hard mode kind of takes the fun away from it because, like, all the enemies are like damage sponges. You you hit them and they don't die, and they like re, they rejuvenate or whatever. They get their health back as time goes on in hard mode.
1: Oh, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, but um, who knows, man. Uh, so you're not gonna replay Zelda
1: with the VR? I'll only replay it. So here's the thing. Whenever I heard that VR was coming to these games, mm-hmm. I was excited because I'm like, oh this will make me want to get into Zelda game, uh, sorry, Zelda again, because you know, I played through the story, but something I haven't really done was exploring the world. And I know that there's still so much more left to explore that I haven't seen yet. Yes. And I can't justify doing that just for funsies on the regular game. Mm-hmm. when I have all these other games, I need to beat story-wise. Right, right. But if VR is implemented where it's like first person, then how much more fun for me personally it would be to go exploring the land of Hyrule.
0: Right. I think it, I think the thing with Zelda, with this specific game, is that I think a year after it came out, I was still playing it, and I was still finding stuff out that I hadn't seen before. Not so much the map, because the map I had completed 100% too. Like, I had visited every single location. But there's a lot of stuff that you might not be aware of in this. Like, did you know that if you talk to the villagers or anybody topless, they'll tell you to put clothes on or... They'll just oh, react yeah. differently to you. Or if you're on, like, a table and you're talking to them, they'll tell you to get off the table, that you're being rude. Like, there's so much to this game that I'm pretty sure I can pick it up right now and maybe within maybe a couple hours I'll find something new that I didn't know. Like, these are just random examples I'm thinking of right now. But, like, I don't know. This game is just so massive, dude. Um, this is definitely, like, if you want to just, like, complete a game to 100%, you do have to put everything else down. Like, story-wise, for any other game, just... Stop playing them if you really want to get into this game. If you, I mean, if you want to explore this game, I mean. Because it's it's so big. It's such yeah, a big game.
1: Yeah. I will say that, you know, Breath of the Wild is definitely the most well-designed Zelda game of them all. Yes. And I will say the gameplay, you know, is near perfect. I don't know if it is perfect. I don't know if anything can truly be perfect. But it's it's pretty darn close.
0: Yes. And
1: like it's it's i i remember whenever i was playing it for the first time i just remember thinking wow this game or link is doing exactly what i feel like he should be doing when i move the controllers mm-hmm. like it's just so crazy how fluid it is and how well it works and how he different can things jump can interact
0: on command bum, bum. yeah that's crazy because you know in every 3d zelda game you just move forward towards a ledge and he jumps on his own but in this one, you have an actual dedicated button to jump. It doesn't sound well, big, but it's a big
1: deal. It's pretty big for Zelda games. That is true. Watch Breath of the Wild 2. is just going to be, instead of him jumping normally, it's going to be flips, like in Majora's Mask. <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. So, so um, with that being said, uh, this VR kit launches on April 12th. That's when you can actually buy the actual VR. But mm-hmm. the free updates won't be coming to zelda and mario until april 25th so mark your calendars kids if you want to play some vr
0: i have another prediction
1: go for um,
0: it um i'm thinking there's going to be a, a ton of outlets on april 12th maybe april 13th saying nintendo's Labo vr is a massive failure et cetera, et cetera. and then when zelda and mario come out with the updates on the 25th they're gonna sell like hotcakes and then everybody's gonna be eating their words, because this happens all the time.
1: We'll see. Yeah. Will history repeat itself?
0: I feel like it happens, we but see. we'll see. Yeah. Um, one last part, uh, according to Nintendo, I guess part of our first story, because we're only doing one really, but this week is Reggie's last week at Nintendo, uh, Reggie Fizame. And there has been no Nintendo Direct announced or shown this entire week. And right now it's Thursday, Thursday morning. As of right now, nothing's been announced. Reggie hasn't made an appearance on Nintendo's YouTube site or anything. And as many of you might remember, when we talked about Reggie leaving, I explored the possibility of Mother 3 finally being released in North America. And so far, since nothing's been announced or there's been no Nintendo Direct, I'm starting to think that this might just be a quiet, you know, departure from him, which is kind of a shame.
1: At the same time, I feel like he deserves it. Like I don't follow the company aspects of Nintendo too closely, but I know that you had a great amount of respect for this man.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: you know, if I was in his position, I think I would just want to quietly say goodbye to all of the people who have supported me. I wouldn't want them to expect too much of me because What if he did do something big, but it wasn't as big, you know, for everyone? And you can't like, you can't appease everyone. For sure. And I don't know, maybe he just wants to quietly walk away and just, you know, leave his legacy as is untampered because he already has such a good reputation from what I hear. Oh, for sure. But then again, he could drop a new Nintendo Direct tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. That's the crazy thing with Nintendo is like last, if you remember when the Nintendo Switch was announced, everybody um was, everybody knew about the Nintendo NX, that there was going to be this new revolutionary thing. And we didn't get anything about it for about a year and a half, but everybody speculated, oh, it's going to be this crazy controller with a screen on it, kind of like the PS4, but an actual screen. And, you know, everybody went into it like crazy. Um... And it wasn't until the day before that they were actually going to announce it that we actually got a confirmation from Nintendo. And if you remember that tweet that I sent you, it was a, a picture of Mario behind a curtain. And and the, the caption said, Nintendo Direct tomorrow at 7 a.m. Or something. Or Nintendo NX revealed tomorrow at 7 a.m. That was the first time we ever got a confirmation that there that was even a Nintendo NX from, you know, from them officially. Um, within 24 hours, that's the only confirmation we got. And then there it was, you know, the next day. So, there's still hope, I guess, but at the same time like like you said, if he goes out quietly, that's fine. The only hope that I have is that hey, you started your career on a meme, let's end it on a meme because when you first came as president, everybody asked you, "Where's Mother 3?"
2: <laughs> and
0: if if I mean it'd be it'd be awesome. I'm just saying, I don't expect it to happen, but it'd be kind of cool if Tomorrow, hey. So I am leaving Nintendo, but before I leave, let's end one with one final hurrah. Here's Mother Three, and it'd be awesome. Again, I'm just spitballing here. It'd be awesome. It'd be if it'd be a full on 3D remake of Mother Three, not just a translated port, just a full on 3D game of Mother Three.
1: That would be insane. That that and would be crazy. Who knows? You know, if they ever end up making that game whether it be a remake or a port uh, or the original or whatever like who knows maybe they're saving that for bowser yeah or maybe they're not going to do it at all
0: maybe i mean honestly at this point because it's been so long it's this is a game from 2006 i i i'm not surprised if they don't release it at this point you know i, I just think it'd be cool that's it um and the only reason why i think it'd be cool is because or, yeah, because, again, it's it's Reggie's thing. Like, whenever he came with the company, that's all everybody's been pestering him about. Um, recently, on the Wii U, they released Earthbound. And then after that, they released Earthbound, Earthbound Beginnings, which is the first mother game on the NES, which had never been released in the States because the Super Nintendo was already out by the time that they released it in Japan. So that kind of gave everybody hope that, oh, wow, they got the first mother. Maybe we're going to get Mother 3. And we never got it. So, I don't know, man. The hopes are there. Let's just see what happens.
1: We shall see. And with that being said, let's move on to our next segment, Comic Corner, where I tell you, Joey, and the listeners, my comic pull from that week, and you try to guess my top three comics, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong, and then I'll go into why each of these three are my favorites. So let's go ahead and start from the top. So I have eight comics total this week. Uh it should have been nine, but silly old me uh forgot to get one of them. So mom, I'll have mom. to go back later today. Yeah, but here are my eight for the week. So I got Age of X-Men, Apocalypse and the Extracts, number three, I think. I forgot to write down the numbers. Oh, yeah. Number two, number two. Age of X-Men, Marvelous X-Men number three. The Amazing Spider-Man, number 19. Avengers, No Road Home, number 9. Dead Man Logan, number 6. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number 5. Okay. Comic fans out there are going to hate me. (laughs) Because I I am blanking on how to say this word correctly, thanks to the stupid Venom movie. But Symbiote Spider-Man, number 1. There you go, yes. And Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage, number 1.
0: Well, hang on, hang on. What was the other way to pronounce symbiote? Because
1: I haven't seen the Venom movie. So there's a trailer, and I believe someone from the movie says symbiote.
0: Boo! Get that's out of here. How,
1: that's not how you say it, right? It's symbiote. No, right?
0: absolutely not. You, we've had the. Oh, uh, uh. See that movie? There, there's me. this game. I know you played <laughs> this game called Spider-Man 2000 for the PS1. I think you may have played it on PC.
1: I did play um, it on PC. Yes.
0: <laughs> In that game, that was the first time I'd ever heard of symbiotes. And they specifically say symbiote the entire game. So definitely symbiote, not symbiote. Oh, perfect. Oh, thank gosh. you, thank
1: you, thank you. Yeah, no, you're, you're it, in
0: the green. You're good.
1: And it's funny because Marvel Comics actually made fun of that trailer in one of their comics. Like, they made it very clear. Uh, one of the characters, like, spelled it, spelled it out. With, like, symbiote. <laughs> oh wait, oh my goodness, I'm getting so confused now. Stupid Venom movie right <laughs> there. I think it's they indie. fixed it. I think they fixed it in the movie. I oh, think okay. I don't I don't remember. Anyhow, <laughs> those are my eight comics. And this week I left you three hints so that you could try to guess uh what my favorite comics are. So those three hints are Cancer Sucks, God is coming, and then Old and Younger so with that being said what do you think are my top three so i'm thinking because i'm just adding these for you by the way like the numbers particularly because i forgot it was really late at night when i did this
0: Ah, oh, you're fine thank you for finishing the entire outline by yourself by the way oh um, no
1: worries i think you've done it before too so
0: fair enough um okay so the cancer sucks and old and younger uh i'm gonna take a guess with one of these two and mm-hmm. say it's Dead Man Logan, number six.
1: So, you are correct.
0: Okay. Which one is it?
1: So, Dead Man Logan, number six, is my number three, which the hint was old and younger.
0: Rad. So, we saw so yeah. Cancer Sucks and God is Coming.
1: That is correct. Oh,
0: boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of want to say Symbiote Spider-Man number one because I love Symbiote Spider-Man. But hang on just a second and let me make sure that's what I want to choose. Eh, let's do it. Let's do Symbiote Spider-Man number one.
1: Wah, wah, wah. What? How is it not in your top three? That is not in my top three. I apologize. Wah. And I don't know if it's just because I read that comic late at night or if it's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, not not good. More so not top three material. <laughs>
0: fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, so shoot. So you got well, one more chance. Yeah. Let's do the Cult of Carnage. Um, I, I'm i going to guess that one is God is Coming because it also says cult in there. And I know cults are, you know, along the li- lines of that. So let's see if that's one of them.
1: You are correct. And for the correct hint as well. So Oh, sweet. Yeah, Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage number one, is my number two for God is Coming. So, the one that you missed, Cancer Sucks, is actually Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number five. Mm. So, I'll go ahead and put that in here.
0: Cool. I knew Spider-Man was going to be somewhere in there. I guess I just chose the wrong one.
1: No worries at all. Yeah, there are, what, like four Spider-Man things on here.
0: Yeah, and um, I noticed just now, and you're probably already going to mention it, but this is the fifth issue for the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, and if I'm correct, hasn't that series or that that line of comics been in your top three for the past couple weeks?
1: It has been. So here's the thing. I think, and I I was thinking this last night as I read this particular issue, but Mm -hmm. I think that Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man is my favorite comic that I'm currently reading. Like it's just really good and I recommend it Um, because here's
0: the thing the fact that I'm seeing it back to back to back makes me actually want to read this one. Um, And there's, again, this is the one where you said that it kind of started fresh, right?
1: So the thing with this one is that it focuses more on Peter Parker's immediate surroundings. So, so the ongoing Spider-Man, like the main series is the amazing Spider-Man. And as you can see here, I said that I read number 19, but in actuality, like in legacy numbering, that one's number 820. So that's the one that's been going on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is more so, yeah, it, it, it kind of takes Peter Parker and Spider-Man back to his roots by focusing on stories that are close to home. As opposed to, you know, these big grand things that Peter's doing in Amazing Spider-Man. But it's the same Peter Parker and the same Spider-Man. The stories are just more personal and close to home, as I've said, like five million times.
0: Right, right, right. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you're going to read it, like, do you not want me to spoil this one? Don't spoil it. I, I Because you've already talked about it a little bit for the past episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to read this one. The, the, again, if this one's on your top three for the past couple of weeks... I mean, if you want to briefly go into it, that's fine, because I know that it, it sounds like it's your number one. Why would we not talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because you're actually repeatedly getting it in your top three, I do want to, like, look into it and actually purchase it. Now, my thing is, should I wait for the trades or should I get the, the actual comics?
1: I think that you are in a moment in history or time, I should say, mm-hmm. where it might be easy to actually pick up the issue since we're only five in
0: i'm gonna look it up right now because
1: i don't know if the trades are i mean i'm sure though i mean here's the thing marvel i feel like might not be the best when it comes to trade i don't think that everything they make actually makes it to trade it could be wrong i think but you're I right could also be right
0: <laughs> well here's the thing um oh wait friendly neighborhood spider-man oh volume One. Oh, this is the trade for 16 bucks On July twenty third.
1: Oh, that's when it's coming out?
0: Yes. But it probably won't be hardcover.
1: Yeah, that that's fine. I feel like most um trades are like paper, trade paperback for comics. Only some make it to hardcover level. I think it's the ones that have
0: like the yeah, the big events or the ones that are like I don't know, like really like a whole series. Like I know the the Max series. I have this Deadpool Max one. Mm-hmm. That one is uh is a hardcover, but that one's a huge series. Yeah. It was at the time,
1: I guess. But exactly, yeah. And like the omnibuses, of course, where like you have like, you know, lots of lots of comics in one. Oh um,
0: dude. I'm actually looking at the sorry to go on a tangent here. Okay. No worries. Um I'm looking at the Symbiote Spider Man number one. Um I mm-hmm. like that cover.
1: Yeah, it's really sweet, dude. Yeah, and, and so this actually Symbiote Spider Man takes place at a time when spider-man had the black suit Hmm. back in the day i think that was in the 80s actually like the mid to late 80s oh snap yeah i'm
0: actually Do you know how
1: he got do you know how he got the suit
0: no i know it's an alien right
1: yeah so uh there was an event in the 80s i want to say called secret wars Wars. yes i (laughs) do
0: remember oh my you know here's the funny thing the only reason i know that is because of that Spider-Man game I mentioned earlier.
1: Oh, really? That's yes, there, there
0: was this um, there was this little uh, I guess little options or something that you would be able to click in the game under gallery. That's what it was, and you could actually look at the comics that you would collect in game, and you only got to see the cover of it, but there'd be like a story synopsis of that of that comic on the side. Remember that? Um, oh gosh, what was it? Remember and spoilers for the Spider-Man game. By the way, if anybody hasn't played it, just tune us out for a second. Um mm. remember how I told you that I knew that Aunt May had died in a in a um in a comic series once?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was the only reason I knew that was because of that game. There is this comic that you collect in that game and you in the synopsis on the side it tells you um oh, Aunt May reveals that she knew Peter was Spider-Man the entire time and uh at may dies or something and like that was like the the story synopsis on the side of it so if you've played spider-man the game the new one that came out uh in 2018 that happens as well at may knows that peter is spider-man and Atme may is you know dying at the end of the game so spoilers i guess um mm-hmm. but um man that that game has a lot for me man that i feel like that a lot of my knowledge for spider-man comes from that game alone
1: yeah, no, mine too, because I didn't really read comics as a kid, but my Uncle David did, and he right. would tell me about Spider-Man, so I like, that's why I like Spider-Man, but then also the games, and then uh, <laughs> the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Like, when I, <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, oh my gosh, superheroes are so cool. I've never yeah. really seen anything like that. I didn't really watch, you know, the Batman movies that had come before that. Me neither. Uh, I think Spider-Man was like the first, like, real superhero movie that I had seen
0: yeah I think for me too it was either the first movie that I had seen or the first movie that actually started the whole you know big you know Hollywood style of 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 comic movies um because I I, I don't know if X-Men was out by then
1: you know I don't know either and I don't remember I don't know if Blade was easier because Blade is actually a Marvel film um oh I that... think it was I think it was 98 or 99 Okay, so that was a that was um, a Marvel movie that I hear is pretty good. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm yeah, but if interested you, in it, watching. If it. you
0: think about it, I mean, there's been Batman movies and Superman movies yeah. from like the 80s too. I mean, do those really count though? Because I feel like those were a little more campy.
1: Uh, probably. I right? haven't watched them. I need to. I really have been wanting to. I, just need to I think
0: to I've them. seen the first Spider. I'm sorry, the first Superman movie. You know? Did you know? And I know we're going on a huge side, but
1: this did episode you know, is full of tangents.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, did you know that there is a Spider Man movie from the seventies?
1: No, I did not know that.
0: It's uh oh man, it is definitely worth a watch. It's on YouTube, I think. Um, and like it Peter Parker is like your stereo like have you ever watched that 70s show? I have, yes. Topher Love Grace it. is pretty much what this guy looks like as Peter Parker.
1: That's funny because I, dude, it's so <laughs> funny. Yeah,
0: he, he's wearing the bell bottoms and everything, and he's supposed to be Peter Parker. And I'm just looking at him like, "What the heck am I watching right now?" But <laughs> apparently, this is a thing, and it's actually pretty cool. Um, it's cool for history. I don't know if it's an actual good movie or not, but you know,
1: it makes sense because Spider Man was created in the 60s. Yep. So this was only a decade later. So it's funny that like that Peter Parker matched the you know times, but it's also. Funny that you mentioned Topher Grace because Topher Grace was, for some reason, Venom in the third movie. Like, what?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, when he prays to God. Can you kill Peter Parker? <laughs> <laughs> when You you know you've hit rock bottom when you're asking God to put out a hit for you. Like, yeah. It's just interesting. Anyways, so let's go ahead and talk about your top three. Um, did you want to talk about Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man? I'm good if you spoil it a little bit.
1: I'll, I'll leave that one out. Actually, go ahead and read it because I think you know you've mentioned for the past seven episodes that you would you know give some of my comics a try. And I think, I think that this is you, the one for this sure. This is though. the one that you might actually give a try. I think there's actually footage of you saying, "Oh, i might actually have to try that out," which I might <laughs> I might edit that in. Yeah, it, I think that really might be something I'll up. have to pick up. Yeah, man, like you can totally borrow it. Like I want to share. It's really cool. Yay. <laughs> And I think that's ratio number one. So going back uh, to my number two, and I'll I'll go through these since I know we're running a little late on time here. Uh, So Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage, number one. So this is playing up an event that's going to be coming out. I believe the event is called Absolute Carnage. And this comic was super creepy. So it starts out with two detectives looking into this town in Colorado, which Mm -hmm. Carnage actually took control over back in 2011 in another comic called Carnage USA. Hmm. And it is just creepy. Like, you know, one of the first things you see is a graveyard with, with a bunch of bodies dug out and all their spines are ripped out. Oh my gosh. And it's like, what? And you keep on... Like, just going through. It's, I don't know. I've never finished the True Detective series, but I feel Mm -hmm. like it's a little similar to that, where there are just two detectives, like, figuring out what happened to all the people in this town. And it is just, it's bonkers. Like, they're setting up for uh, Carnage to come back. And the reason, the hint for this was God is coming is because there is a cult in this town. And they keep on saying, like, God is coming, God is coming. And... We actually meet the God of the Symbiotes in the Venom comic and -hmm. his name is Null. And Venom fights him alongside Miles Morales and uh, I think he might be coming back. But the God that they're talking about is not Null, who's a God of the Symbiotes, who made all the Symbiotes. They're talking about Carnage. Like Carnage is coming back and he is going to mess stuff up. Have you...
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so two questions. Number one is, uh, is this following Venom then as the character?
1: You know what? I don't know, because it is called Web of Venom. Mm-hmm. And there have been other titles in the Web of Venom series, but I'm completely blanking on them. But I don't know if it's a Venom story. It might be actually, you know, since it's called Web of Venom and all. I would think. And since it's talking about Null, the guy of the symbiotes, which was introduced in Venom. So probably... And then the other question is, have you ever read Maximum Carnage? No, I've actually never read anything with Carnage. So,
0: Dude. so okay, I haven't read the comics uh, for Maximum Carnage, but if you remember, I think from our previous episode, um, that Spider-Man game that I mentioned for the Sega Genesis, it's called Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, and it's based on the actual uh, comic series at that time. Mm. And that game, or I guess that comics in general, the comic series in general, um, starts out with carnage breaking out of a prison cell or something or or some kind of prison um and and for me granted i had already played mortal kombat 2 so i, I was kind of already used to a little bit of, of gruesome stuff on the genesis but you're looking at the comic panels on that game and mm-hmm. you see carnage uh like you see speech bubbles you see carnage talking to the guys who have them locked up and in, in the in the straitjacket. And he says, you know, I, I never, you know, how I said I take it easy on you, and like the next panel that shows up, it, it, it shows like it shows like a leg decapitated on a game, okay, and it's probably on the comic too, I would assume, because it's based on the comic. There's like a leg that's decapitated on the floor, and there's like blood all over the side and everything, and and Carnage busts out of of you know like the symbiote takes control of Cletus Kasady. Um and there's this big thing that says I lied in like this hmm. crazy um, yeah. You know, you know how when they when they when they exclaim something in comics, it's like all sharp with like little jagged edges. It says "I lied," and then you hear this laugh, like, R-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r. but like it sounds creepy because it's on the on the Genesis, and it, it, you know, speech didn't really work a whole. Uh, uh, I don't know, it didn't really work, I guess, back then on mm-hmm. the on these games. It just sounds really creepy, dude. Um, if Cult of Carnage is gonna be like Maximum Carnage, which I've only seen things on the game, that sounds pretty neat too
1: yeah it i yeah all i can say is that this comic was super creepy and just from my love of spider-man i've looked into stuff and i know that carnage is just a complete psychopath it's just like a a murderous crazy killer <laughs> yeah. and so i'm actually going to go back and read some comics with carnage because mm-hmm. i have the uh, marvel unlimited where it's uh, you can read a bunch of Marvel comics from the past on your phone or tablet mm-hmm. or whatever. And the first one I'm gonna start off with is gonna be Carnage USA, which came okay. out in 2011, because that actually ties into the story.
0: Hmm. Well, if anything, um, I mean, once you're done with that as well, I would definitely recommend Maximum Carnage because from what I've played, it kind of seems like there's a, it's this group of enemies that gang up against Spider-Man. And then you're playing as Spider Man and Venom. So I assume Spider Man and Venom team up at some point.
1: Yeah, I think that's how they take down Carnage. I think by them teaming up, that's the only way that they can handle uh, Cletus Cassidy or Carnage. Oh my Carnage. gosh.
0: You know, this is going to be the third time I've mentioned this game, but the PS1 Spider Man, same deal. Uh, Venom and Spider Man gang up together to defeat Doc Ock and Carnage. And at the end, Carnage takes over Doc Ock's uh, body. And you end up defeating uh, Carnage Ock or something. I forgot what they called him.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. I I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a good game. And um, I'm wondering if in the new Spider-Man game, spoilers, spoilers, but the sequel to the game that just came out on the PS4, like last Mm -hmm. year or, or so, I know that they hinted at Venom making you know, an appearance. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing.
0: With that game, I loved that game. Okay. But I remember telling you in the beginning when I was starting to play that game, I was like, dude, if Venom's not in this game, I'm already gonna tell you I'm not gonna like it. I did love the game, but Venom made me Venom made Spider Man for me as a kid. He's he's kinda crazy too. He's not as crazy as, as Carnage, obviously. But um i remember in that game in the ps1 game he was like he was like the the how do i say this he was like the jokey funny one compared to spider-man he like he was like spider-man was the foil character to venom when they would talk back and forth like he kidnaps uh mary jane he teases peter about being a little wimp and like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's it just worked for me back in the day and like there's so many quotable things from that game from the ps1 game that me and my sister quote to this day too mm-hmm. um and that's why i was like i really need venom in this new spider-man movie it'd be it'd make it for me but he's not there
1: yeah no he'll he definitely will make it in the game like you beat the game right
0: yes okay 100%. cool
1: yeah so it looks like they're gonna twist things around a bit so instead of venom being eddie brock it looks like Eddie might be Harry Osborn, which is Norman Osborn's um, son. Because, like, you think that the entire game, you think that Harry Osborn is off in, like, France or some other country for school or something. (gasps) But at the end of the game, he's in that tube with the symbiote, like, walking around inside a little glass liquid thing. You remember? I
0: forgot about that. You're right.
1: Yeah. But I'm wondering if, like, they're playing a venom coming and what if who's this would be crazy what if you know venom does come and he is somehow you know the villain at first but the main villain actually ends up being like carnage that would be insane
0: dude i would be no now i ah see the thing is the problem is, is this game's not going to come out until like 2021 or something or 2022 worth it i know but i want it
1: now ah me too dude Man, this so this has been my favorite comic corner so far because we got to talk about a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, before we go on any more tangents, let me go ahead and move on to my number three, which was Dead Man Logan. Mm. And I will just say that Old Man Logan is one of my favorite characters of all time, and his series was one of my favorites of all time. Like, okay. his was the one that I looked most forward to uh, reading and he has 50 issues in his most recent ongoing series. Mm-hmm. And that ended a little, sorry, my dog is in the background walking around, but um, yeah, so he had a 50 issue series and that is all being concluded with dead man Logan of which there will be 12 issues. And I don't want to spoil too much, because I think that this is a series that you should read as well. I know 50 mm-hmm. issues seems like a lot, but it's it's so worth it. Like, I love this character. It's like a tragic character, tragic background. Actually, you know, I'll go ahead. ahead. Have I told you about his background yet? Uh, I don't think you have. So Old Man Logan comes from an alternate future in which the bad guys all team up and win and destroy pretty much every single hero out there. There are very few that are left and it takes place 50 years in the future after Mm -hmm. this event. And what happens is this isn't really spoiler. This is more so like background on his character before you start the series. But um, let me see. So a bunch of villains attack Wolverine, Mm -hmm. right? But it turns out that Mysterio made Wolverine see villains, but he's actually ripping up and killing all of the X-Men so mysterio makes wolverine kill the x-men and from that point on he says that he's not gonna fight anymore or use his claws or whatever and uh he starts a life later on in the wasteland and i'll just leave it at that but it's it's dope i totally recommend it (laughs) and i am sad to see the series end because i think once we get to dead man logan number 12 i think that'll be it for this character he's had a good long run but um regular wolverine is back and so there's no room for two wolverines i was
0: gonna ask you about that because i i remember i think it was two three years ago they officially killed wolverine right like they killed off his character
1: yeah and he only recently came back
0: interesting
1: yeah so and
0: i i thought they killed him i thought they killed him off because disney and marvel were trying to get the rights back from fox For 20th Century Fox. And that's why they wanted to kill him as well as the other X-Men. and Like, that's why they're not making Fantastic Four movies. Or, I'm sorry. That's why they're not making Fantastic Four comics anymore. Or at least at the time. I don't know if they started again. Because, again, it's been a while since I've looked into it. But I remember that they stopped making Fantastic Four comics so that they had nothing to go off on of the movies when they made movies. (laughs) Um, That was, like, the little, like, well, you guys don't want to sell us back these characters? Fine. Then we'll just stop, you know, making comic series for these characters so you can't make movies on them anymore granted that backfired because we got um i mean we got a terrible fantastic four movie recently yeah we did (laughs) but but But, we also got a that really good logan movie which i haven't seen but i've heard is really really
1: good i haven't seen logan either i really want to watch it we should watch it together but i think it's loosely based off of old man logan
0: okay i'm down
1: loosely Mm -hmm. yeah
0: well here's the thing too you know that that disney or marvel or whatever they bought 20th century fox so i'm wondering if they're going to remake the movies now like with oh yeah different actors they like totally the thing are is, except for Deadpool. i don't i know but like i don't see anybody as wolverine except for hugh jackman now mm-hmm. that is the definitive wolverine
1: i i will say yeah no hugh jackman made a great wolverine hugh jackman is number two on my man crush list Number one being Zac Efron.
0: (laughs) Ah, get out of here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. No, oh my goodness. I wish that we had so much more time because I just want to say like it's funny that you're talking about the Fantastic Four and how they stopped being around for a while because that's totally true. And I let you borrow a comic called Secret Wars which is not the one from the 80s but it's one from 2015 which kind of that event kicked off um all of the series that i'm reading like to date so oh yeah so basically like the secret wars event happened and then i started reading all of the comics that took place um during or after that time including old man logan like old man logan kicks off after that uh the fantastic four go away after that so Mm -hmm. you gotta read it dude like it's I think it's so good. I think the
0: problem with that that specific trade that you let me borrow is that I don't know what the heck is happening in the beginning. I'm like lost.
1: I don't either. All you have to know is that So uh, you're
0: supposed to be lost. It's okay.
1: Well, here's the thing. I'll give you some history just so that you know what's up. So sure. I don't I didn't read any of the comics leading up to this issue cuz with their events they typically have like lead-ups to it. Mm-hmm. So, here's everything you need to know. Marvel had two different universes going on at the same time. At one point in history, they had earth six, one, six, I believe, or the six, one, six universe. So that universe is the one that's been going on forever. You know, with the original fast fantastic four with the original Spider-Man, all those characters. Okay. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So universe six, one, six is like the characters that we know and love today. And since past, but They also, I don't know when, I think it was in like the early 2000s um, or sometime in that decade. I could be wrong. It might have been the 90s, but probably the 2000s. They created a brand new universe called the Ultimate Universe in which they were creating brand new like origin stories for characters such as Spider-Man, Iron Man, all those characters. So for a period of time, they had two different universes running in parallel with each other. Like they didn't touch or anything. There was the original universe from earth 616 mm-hmm. or sorry, universe 616. And then they had the ultimate universe. So secret wars takes place at a time in which these two universes are the last two universes, um, in existence. And they're battling for dominance. Basically both of the universes can't survive. Like one universe has to die in order for the other to survive. So it's the ultimate Superheroes fighting the original superheroes. And oh. <laughs> so that's where it picks up um, at the very beginning pages. Like you'll see, like I think Black Panth Black Panther, um, Mr. Fantastic, Nick Fury, like battling themselves basically, because they right. want to be the universe to survive. Oh my god So that's where it okay. picks up. Mm-hmm
0: yeah okay okay so interesting i'll have to actually look into that one too then because i actually uh, like have it right now because you let me borrow it Mm -hmm. i i just need to i don't know i feel like i need to get past the first couple pages but i i feel like every time i open it i'm like oh i'm lost i'll try again later you know
1: yeah so that's all you need to know is basically the world is ending because two universes are fighting with each other like get, get past that first issue and then like you don't need to know anything else it starts like from some from scratch basically gotcha gotcha
0: okay well, I'll definitely look into that. Um, and actually, man, this has been, like, my favorite comic corner so far. <laughs> so Dude, let's... me too. Yeah, I feel like we actually talk... We covered quite a bit in this comic corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's actually go uh, into our last topic today, which is just a random topic we chose today because we are a little short on time, um, which, you know, last week we did a top seven for our – uh you know seventh episode <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of our favorite genesis games this time we're gonna do another top list uh top five zelda games um just to kind of you know get some history on us if you want to know more about us and see where our preferences lie when it comes to our zelda games all right so with that being said we can actually go into our top five legend of zelda games and christian do you want to take the first one as your top five
1: Sure. Why not? So I'm going to go ahead and say my fifth favorite Zelda game is Breath of the Wild. What?
0: What? <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay. Well, yeah. let's, let's, uh, yeah. So do you want me to tell you where, where that falls on my list or do you want to just keep it going?
1: So, uh, I'll just say that the reason it's my number five is because while the gameplay is some of the best Zelda gameplay out there, uh-huh. uh, I didn't feel any emotional anything when I played the game. Like, yeah, the world is amazing, Oof. but the yeah. story is just... I, eh. That's it. Like, the story Interesting.
0: Sucks. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, Breath of the Wild is a little higher on my list, and I'll we'll get to it when I get to it. But um, w- this spawns another topic uh, that we'll eventually cover on this podcast, which is a gameplay versus story, right? Mm-hmm. And... In my personal opinion, I personally like being able to pick up a game at any moment and playing the game. When it comes to Breath of the Wild, this is how I feel. I can, I can go into my save file right now and just... I don't have to know where the story is because, you know, there's not really much of a story. Um, and I can just pick it up and play, do whatever I want, kill a couple of bokoblins or whatever, and then just, you know, stop playing if I want to. Maybe go do a shrine or two and then stop playing. However, you mentioned that you had no emotional connection to this game. I think my emotional connection to this game comes from the fact that it's not really so much the game itself, but the significance it had when it came out. This wasn't just another Zelda game. This was the turning point in my eyes and a lot of people's eyes for Nintendo. From 2012 to 2016... We had this declining Nintendo on the Wii U with no new Zelda game, only remakes. Uh, We had no... I don't know. It just felt like we were in this lull. Like, oh, Nintendo's doing their own thing again. Here they are on the side doing who knows what. They finally entered HD, but they have a silly gamepad that looks like a preschool toy. Um, But when this game released, the emotional connection that I have to it isn't necessarily the story or the gameplay. It's more the fact that this was a turning point. Like... Hey, we have this brand new Zelda game on this new console. Sure, it released on the Wii U, but did anybody really play it on the Wii U? Because I didn't. Um, that's the emotional connection I have to it. But if you're talking about story, yeah, I got nothing for you there.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely understand what it did for, you know, Zelda and maybe Nintendo as a whole. Like, it's yeah. definitely a game changer. I will say that's like one of the reasons I'm just gonna put it out there. That's why Twilight Princess is one of my, you know, probably my least favorite Zelda game of all time, uh, just because it didn't progress the series at all. Like it was an HD, sure, Ocarina the, of Time, but then that's it. Like there's, it didn't propel the the series forward at all. So that's why. Yeah, there, there's it, it, um, yeah,
0: there's interviews with Miyamoto and Um Iwata when he was still alive, um, that. I guess they were talking about the the development of Twilight Princess, and one of the things that they they had mentioned was this isn't make make this Ocarina of Time, but make it you know more modern, make it with current generation graphics, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Make Ocarina of Time, but but you know add add better horseback combat you know uh at a dark element for the twilight zone or whatever um twilight (laughs) zone yeah and i caught myself there um so i i totally understand that and that's actually um twilight princess is one of my least favorite ones as well because you're right it didn't really progress anything mainly because it was pretty much just a an hd version of ocarina of time
1: yeah and honestly how hard is it to get out of that first place like you have to catch a fish for a cat but like
0: yeah, you have to catch a fish for a cat. You have to get a cradle for a baby from a monkey with using a boomerang. Honestly, dude, if it wasn't for a walkthrough, I would I probably wouldn't have beaten that first part of the game. And that is one of the longest... Here, here's another little tidbit for you. Because of the backlash that Wind Waker got for it being so cutesy, they made Twilight Princess more realistic. But in order for you to actually play the game, they... They made it so that you had to play about two and a half to three hours of just not regular link, but a but like a you know farmer link, and then you all after that you have to play as wolf link, and then once you're done with those first three hours, okay, now we'll finally give you a sword. Now you can go into the temples.
1: Yeah, and the funny and thing, and
0: that was kind of like they're yeah. they're they're kind of like um oh you didn't like our 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 cutesy one that's cool we'll give you this this you know more realistic one but you're gonna suffer for the first three hours okay
1: yeah and here's the thing like i wouldn't mind playing as farmer link if it was fun
0: yeah it's not
1: because farmer link <laughs> sounds so cool like like i'd well i didn't have dreams but like i had a little crush on Ma- malon malon however you say your name so like i oh, want to link it yeah oh
0: yeah i wanted him to
1: end up on lon lon ranch so this was like a little bit of that but it was just boring like they could have made it so much more fun
0: oh man we eventually got to go into our top five crushes for ocarina of time uh waifus because there is um who's the zora i don't remember the zora's name anymore
1: oh my goodness I just want to say Riku, but it's not Riku.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know there's a Zora that falls in love with you. I know Saria doesn't fall in love with you, but she gives you an ocarina. And then there's Malin from Lon Lon Ranch. And then there's, um oh gosh, uh, Zelda. of course, Zelda herself. And if you want to count the Gerudo, then you can count the Gerudo as well. Oh, yeah. From ocarina of Time. So that's five different women to pick for Link to pick through. Yeah. So take your pick, guys. Um, anyways um so yeah your top five your five was uh was Breath of the wild
1: yeah so where was that on your list number two (laughs) okay cool so i don't know how you want to do this like do you want i guess say what your number five is then
0: yeah so my number five and i I know this is probably going to be really high on your list but my number five is ocarina of time
1: okay and
0: granted i know this is the first 3d zelda game it I, i do like the game it feels like a 3D version of A Link to the Past. I feel like it. A Link to the Past established the formula, and Ocarina of Time took it into 3D. And um I like it. It's it's not a bad game. I just think it if you play the N64 version, it doesn't really hold up today. But it's still it's still a staple in the series. Like this is the first 3D Zelda game that anybody ever got to play i know the hype around it was massive i remember seeing the commercials as a kid actually um that would say will in the end will you save the girl or play like one and i mean wow that's that's a pretty big thing today like if anybody were to say that um i personally like the 3d remake a little more um and granted i didn't play this game until 2007 i think Mm -hmm. um so i was extremely late to the game i was almost 10 years late to the game for uh for this one but it's still a good game like When you get the three uh, stones or whatever you need to get to to get the master sword um, and you go into the Temple of Time, you pull the sword out. And then my first time seeing Ganon with the white screen behind him made me think (laughs) that I broke the game somehow. And this is this is 10 years, almost 10 years later after the game came out. And I was still surprised by it. You know, (laughs) Um, I, I know nowadays everybody knows Sheik is Zelda because of Smash Bros. But at the time, I hadn't played Smash Bros. Uh, Melee. So I didn't know Sheik was Zelda. So that was also a big thing for me when, when Sheik transformed into Zelda. I'm like, oh, wow. This entire time, I've been wondering where Zelda is. She's been with me the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like that That's a pretty big thing. And, and this is coming from someone who didn't play it again when it first released. So th- for this one being on number five, I know it's low on the list. But it's still a pretty good game.
1: Yeah. So... A little bit of background with me and Ocarina of Time. So I played it when it very first came out. And I will say that Ocarina of Time for me was just game changing. Uh, No pun intended. But, you know, because prior to that, I had played, you know, Sega most of my life. Well, all my life, basically. And then here comes Nintendo 64. And I played Mario, obviously, because that was one of the first games that came out. And Diddy Kong Racing. But then Zelda just did something for me because I am a big nerd, and I don't know if I've always been a big nerd, Mm -hmm. but Zelda is kind of fantasy-esque. You know, you're fighting with a sword and shield, and Yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. This game just really, really spoke to me when I played to it. Like, I felt a lot of emotion for the game. It was just a really epic experience that my younger self just really loved. And I can understand that playing it nowadays is a little different. Like, uh, I remember I tried playing, what is it? Final Fantasy VII, which is supposed to be one of the best Final Fantasies ever. (laughs) But I could not get through it. Like, it just did not age well. And I know that, like, looks aren't everything. But I just couldn't get into it. So I can see how, you know, playing Ocarina of Time, the original nowadays, might not have the same impact as playing it when it very first came out
0: yeah uh one of my coworkers when he when he played uh breath of the wild he wanted to get into other zelda games and i told him look you got to play ocarina of time i know you want to play like probably twilight princess because it looks cooler but ocarina of time is a better game so you have to play it on the 64 and he's like no if i'm gonna play it i'm not gonna bust out a 64 i'm gonna play it on the 3ds i'm like all right so he played it on the 3ds he loves it but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like you should have played on the 64 first and then seen the improvements on the 3DS. Because the 3DS version is better.
1: It is. It is. No, definitely. And yeah, like that nostalgia factor definitely plays um huge into why it is one of my favorite Zelda games. But just so you know, this was actually not my number one.
0: What? Not even oh, my man. number two.
1: It is my oh, number. Wow. It's my number three.
0: I did not expect that because I could have sworn this was like your, your favorite Zelda game of all time.
1: So, yeah. So, it was, yeah. so Ocarina of Time used to be my, like one of my favorite games of all time. And it still is. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. But thinking back, like whenever we were putting this list together, I thought, well, actually, there are some other games that do it more for me. Like, yeah, Ocarina of Time got me into Zelda. And it's still mm-hmm. one of my favorite all-time games of all time. But there are two other Zelda games that do it a little bit more for me. So we'll find out later.
0: <laughs> well, let's go to your number four. Let's yeah. see what we, we got there.
1: So my number four and is Oracle of Seasons, which okay. I played on Game Boy. And I don't really have much to say about this game mm-hmm. other than it's probably the first 2D Zelda game that I ever played. Mm-hmm. And... So I played this after Ocarina of Time, obviously. I don't remember if I played it after Majora's Mask or not, but Mm. I do remember loving the fact that I could play a Zelda game and take it with me wherever I went. And it was the first time that I realized that, you know, there are different links and like the story is not one continuous thing. Because again, I never played like the original Zeldas at that time. I had only played Ocarina of Time, maybe Majora's Mask, and then Oracle Seasons, and it's just a it it, it showed me that playing Zelda in two D could be just as fun, and I really enjoyed it. So that's all I'll say so, there.
0: Yeah, no. Funny thing, you mentioned that that's your number four. My number four is Oracle of Ages. Oh my gosh! Which is the polar opposite? Well, or not the polar opposite, but it's like the, the exact same game. Well, not sorry, it's. Pretty much the same game, but it's it's different mechanics, like it's, for you, you change the seasons for mine on ages, you change the time, you go between the past and the future,
1: which I probably would have liked more. I just got Oracle seasons as a gift, but
0: uh, yeah, actually, dude
1: me too. actually, you know what? it's funny. Maybe I got to choose, but I think that the only reason why I chose seasons was probably because it was red and mm. even the blue is more of my favorite color i think i chose red because of pokemon red which is what i started with so i think that's why i got seasons
0: um on the timeline so you mentioned earlier that these are different links so on the timeline these um oracle aj's oracle seasons fall after link's awakening and that falls after a link to the past so um this is the defeated hero timeline so this is actually say for example you're playing ocarina of time After Ocarina of Time, there's three timelines. There's the hero is successful and goes back to being as a kid. Or the hero is successful and, and, you know, time goes on. That goes into Wind Waker. Or the hero is defeated. So every time you lose against Ganon, there's a separate timeline for that. That timeline is Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons. And if I'm correct, that follows the same link from A Link to the Past.
1: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, which I really I do want to play. I've not played that one, but I'm all about time travel and Zelda. So like, it just sounds perfect for me. I just haven't gone around to it yet, but I will because you got me the uh, SNES um, classic. Oh,
0: a link to the past, though, is just um, I know it's it's with a with a title. You'd assume it's time travel. It's actually just a dark, a dark world and the light world. Oh, OK. Yeah, I know it's ages this is the one that you go in the back and back and forth between time. But that's mm. a good Boy. Yeah. But um so yeah, it's interesting, man. Your number four was pretty much my number four, just uh technically a different game.
1: Yeah. So we I guess we got that out of the way then. I mean, seasons and ages. So and we've already covered my number three. Do you wanna go ahead and talk about your number three?
0: Yeah, uh mine's gonna be Wind Waker, and I'm assuming that's gonna be your number one or number two. I guess we'll find out. But uh Wind Waker, in my opinion, is one of the best Zelda games for the story. Because it's not, oh, Link, you're destined to be this hero, and legends have said that you're going to be this kid that comes in or whatever. It's, hey, dude, your sister got kidnapped. Do you want to save her or not?
1: <laughs> That's your
0: motivation. Your sister was kidnapped. And then you're just this kid that finds your, finds yourself in these events, right? Your sister gets kidnapped. You go try to rescue her. Turns out Ganondorf is behind, you know, capturing all these girls looking for Zelda and then what Tetra is actually Zelda? What the heck? Like that's awesome. Oh, by the way, you are the chosen kid. Like you just happen to find yourself in these events. You know, it's not. I don't know. I feel like with with Ocarina of Time or with um oh gosh uh, Twilight Princess or Sky or I guess Skyward Sword. I don't know. It just feels like that Link's always destined on these games, and with Wind Waker. I mean, technically he is destined, but you don't find that out until like halfway through the game. Like it's not told to you in the beginning of the game. Like you don't, you don't wake up in the morning and say, Hey dude, you got to save Hyrule. It's, Hey dude, you woke up and your sister was kidnapped on your birthday.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely get where you're coming from. And before I talk about Wind Waker, which is on my list, I want to say that what you said about like the story being one of the best, I would agree 100%. And I like how what kicks off the adventure, the inciting incident is him going to look after or to find his sister. Yeah. And it's funny because I think Skyward's Sword is actually similar. I don't know when the last time he played it was, but it's less so that he's destined, even though, I mean, he has all the links are, right, but it's right, more right. so that he is trying to save his love the, interest, the love of his life, who, he has been childhood friends with like, I think that romantic aspect is kind of cool. Like they don't really say that they like each other, but you can just get it. And, oh, like, yeah. and like that scene up on the goddess statue or tower where like she asks him something, I don't know. She's just really cute and he likes her, but they Christian, haven't admitted it yet.
0: There's this scene, there's this scene Christian that I know you haven't gotten to yet. Cause I don't think you've gotten further enough in the don't game. Don't spoil I, it. I'm not going to spoil too much, but I'm not going to spoil how it is. But I'm just going to ask you something. Have you, did you ever get to the part where Zelda seals herself away for a hundred years or a thousand years or whatever? Or no? What? It's not a spoiler. I, I, it's not, what I want to talk about is not.
1: Man, I, don't, I don't think so.
0: Okay. You need to get that far because that is heartbreaking, dude.
1: Okay. Um,
0: I think that's the farthest I got. But,
1: okay. uh, yeah.
0: It's feeding off what you said about him trying to get his love interest back ah oh, dude it the thing is i know how the story ends and i don't want to tell you but i also want you to play it because i i think if your if your main thing is story which i know we've we've covered before or we're going to cover eventually story mm-hmm. versus gameplay if your main thing is story for sure i think skyward sword would be your number one
1: interesting yeah no it's it, it's actually one of my notable mentions the only reason it's not on my list is because i haven't beaten it but i think it would kick breath of the wild off the list because that story just sucks oof all right it's a really great game it, it is a really <laughs> really great game the best gameplay for sure but that story just didn't get me but uh
0: i know know, i agree, I agree.
1: <laughs> but going back to wind waker that's actually my number one for oh, a lot of reasons so number one I, you you covered the story like it's one of the best stories in zelda history i think and it's funny because like there's ocarina of time which was the first one i played uh mm-hmm. Majora's Mask took a little bit further by completely changing you know like the the elements of gameplay like the whole time travel yeah. stuff yeah Link is dead and then <laughs> and then you <laughs> get to, and then you get to Wind Waker which again just progresses the series like in a completely different way like it's it's cool because like I love that you get to travel across the oceans on your on your boat like that's just mm-hmm. so cool like I've always had a thing for like the ocean and, and ships and stuff so being able to sail across the the you know the sea is just really cool. The Great Sea, um, yeah. The, the, the music, yeah. The music is great. I think it's my favorite Zelda music track, actually. For the Great Sea? No, sorry, not track. Sorry, it's. I think Zelda Wind Waker has my favorite uh, music OST soundtrack in general.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah I think, and I um, like the end. Like, I if people listening to this podcast must have played the game or it's been out for a long time they could have played it already so spoilers but whatever like mm-hmm. the end of the game is just so cool too how like you know you're playing in this grand open you know ocean adventure with all these different islands that you can explore but the entire time like there's still a bit of the past Hyrule. in this game because Hyrule yeah. is underneath the ocean like that is just so cool
0: Yeah yeah the, the the beginning of the game actually tells you that um the reason that that they flooded Hyrule is because the, the hero never showed up you know, Um when it, in the story it says, but when but when they waited for the hero to appear, he didn't show up or something. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I have to complain. So okay, other thing as well for this game though is that if anybody hasn't played it, number one, go play it. But number two, yes, don't play it on the GameCube. Um, there's a lot of uh issues that make it a little boring. Uh, a lot of complaints were. Back in the day, that oh, there's this huge open ocean that you have to explore, and there's nothing to do in it. And the sail, the the sail that you get, is really slow. So you just kind of you just leave your controller there, go make a sandwich if you want, come back, and you're still in the middle of nowhere <laughs> waiting to get something. So if you're gonna play it, play the remake on the Wii U. Hopefully they make it on Switch. Um, but they they actually improved it where you can get like a swift sail now, making sailing a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and they also improved the fetch quest, the Triforce fetch quest, because in the original one. I don't know if you ever actually got all the Triforce shard, Triforce shards. Um I cheated in that game. Me too. I used the action replay. Yeah, me too. But in the in the HD version, they make it a lot more bearable. I think you just have to buy them from Tingle or I don't remember how they did it. They did something. But it's a lot more bearable in the Wii U version. Definitely play the Wii U version if you're gonna play that game. Agreed. Um So that's so, my number one.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, what's your number two? Because uh I just said my number three. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so my number two is Majora's Mask. So, you know, I've already touched upon it a little bit, but again, Ocarina of Time was the first Zelda I played and it just opened my mind to how great games could be. Yes. And then Majora's Mask took that same game and character that I loved and gameplay and made it darker and cooler, Mm. like... It's, like, it's such an obscure Zelda. <laughs> like
0: It is. But the thing I like about it is how many um, theories there are with this game. Like, in the beginning, you take control of this, like, little, like, stump. Like, that's what you become. And at the end of the game, you see the butler crying over his, his dead son, which is, like, a little tree stump. And if you think about it, every character that you become with dead. the song of healing is dead. Exactly. So, the... I don't know if Skull Kid killed this thing and you know, made him you when he gave you the mask. I don't know, but it's just interesting. And like the other theories that the people have, one of the big ones is Link is dead in this entire game. So like this this entire game isn't really real, I guess. Um, it also falls on the timeline too. Like, I guess, what's it called? Oh gosh, what's it called? Twilight Princess. You know how you learn a bunch of moves from this skeleton Stalfos-looking thing? Yeah. People assume that this is Link from Majora's Mask after he got lost in the Lost Woods, which
1: is awesome.
0: Yep. So Majora's Mask is all a fever dream or a dream, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is crazy, dude. I ah, there's so many theories and, of this game, and it's, here's the, it's it's such a good one. And here's the thing,
1: like even you know. I, I don't want to say that it's not real. I think that Link is actually experiencing everything he's going through, just mm-hmm. not in the way that people in the living world would. Like, yeah, this is like- You go through the five stages
0: of grief is what people are saying as well. There There's a lot of stuff with this game, dude.
1: Yeah, dude, like Majora's Mask, it's so dark. It's time travel, you get to save the world in three days. Like it's the masks that you can collect, even though some of them don't do anything at all. It's just- right it's so obscure but like it's so good it took something that was already good and made it way more unique and interesting
0: and and this is a game that i do recommend playing on the n64 i actually don't really care for the 3ds version
1: interesting i don't know uh actually yeah, i played both you play
0: both yeah um I, I think it i don't know it just looks more visually appealing on the n64 and i know it's like what it's polygons who cares um but Seeing Limp oh, sorry, Limp <laughs> seeing <laughs> seeing Link do little flips and stuff coming right after Ocarina of Time where he couldn't do that is pretty impressive. Like that part where he moves when he gets like the mask taken off for the first time and he like looks and checks himself and he like like kind of looks like he has like a fluid motion.
1: Mm-hmm. That looks
0: impressive to me. Um, I think. Um for for the N sixty four. But that one is actually on my honorable mentions. That's not even on my number one or number two. Oh wow, okay yeah but um let's let me get into my number two because we're running out of time here uh this is a quick one breath of the wild we've already talked about it yeah i love this game you know i've spent over 350 hours in this game just messing around just cooking food just uh looking through shrines getting all the little things i could get not much else to say we've already talked about it if anything i kind of hope that they make a better story but one thing i will mention though as far as the story goes did you didn't get to play the DLC, did you?
1: No, I would like to say okay. something though. Um, sure. Whenever I beat this game, the only gripe I had with it was that I'm like, whoa, this is the first Zelda game in which you could play after defeating the main enemy. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. It just ended. Like yeah. I feel like there was so much potential for you to be able to play in a world after you've already saved it. Like that would have been so cool.
0: Yes, and here's the thing. With the DLC, I expected the DLC to be after the the final boss. And it's not.
1: Uh, it's see? still before.
0: See? It's still prior. But here's the thing. The champions, and I know I, I am strongly against using paid DLC for story content. I am strongly against that. I do not like that in the slightest. However, I really like the story DLC that they added to Breath of the Wild because it actually made me feel for these characters, the champions, um you get a lot more backstory on MiFA and um oh, I forgot like the Falco looking guy. I forgot their names honestly, mm-hmm. it's been a while, but dude, you get so much backstory in it at the end because I mean, I don't know if you're gonna play the dLC I, I would
1: like to, yeah,
0: okay, I won't spoil it then, but it, it it's a really touching little scene that you get at the end, okay. um, it's only twenty bucks, and I know twenty bucks is still a lot for paid story dLC. It should have been part of the game mm-hmm. but I still think it's worth it just just to get a little more story if you didn't get enough story which honestly there wasn't much to begin with in the main game then i would recommend getting the the paid dlc just to kind of fill that that emptiness that you might get from this game
1: yeah i, I think you know if they did come out with the next zelda or when they do i think mm-hmm. i would be fine with a direct sequel honestly
0: yeah me too um so let's jump into our number ones which you already said was wind waker wind waker so um you well i'll just get to my number one then yeah because we're running out of time (laughs) um mine is going to be no surprise to anybody a link to the past um i can put this game in at any given time in my super nintendo i have multiple copies of it i have actually two physical cartridges i have it on my super nes classic and i have it on my wii u and 3ds so i i love this game This is actually the first game, the first Zelda game I ever complete, and I have a lot of history with this game, specifically the one I always refer to whenever I talk to you about this game is, I remember playing this game while you and I were talking on the phone over something back in high school, and you asked me, hey, are you playing Zelda? And in my mind, I was like, how do you know what Zelda is? I thought it was this obscure game that no one had ever heard of. (laughs) You know, I thought it was like whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm playing Zelda, why? Like, you know about it? He's like, yeah, I played the 64 one. I'm like, oh, what the heck? Like, I didn't even, like, you, this game was the only game I had ever really played. And you opened the door to to other games. I didn't even know. I mean, I knew there was there's a 3D version, but I didn't know to actually go out and play it. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never thought about, you know, playing any other Zelda than A Link to the Past. Um, and, and this game, if I could count the number of times I've actually beaten it, I'd probably say it's somewhere within the 20s wow yeah it's 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 just that easy it's it's so easy to pick up and play dude and that, that's again i know gameplay might not take uh might not be the preferred way to for you to play games but for me gameplay is the number one thing that's why i've beaten super mario world i don't know maybe 50 times or something um it's just because hey i can easily take the cartridge put it in my super nintendo just play whatever safe file i have on there and just you know doesn't matter where i'm at i could just go around hyrule and just you know mess around with the with the bushes or whatever you know um granted there is a story in there but i mean it's not the main focus for this game for me at least for me it's the dungeons
1: fair enough and yeah that's not to say that gameplay is not important i think it is very important i just feel more of of an emotional pull with story but that is a topic for another day if you want to go ahead and get into our outro
0: Yes, so we are pretty much done with our eighth episode of Cathay Attic. So once again, everybody, thank you for listening to this beautiful morning podcast because we did record it in the morning. Uh, If you like what you hear, please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. You can still follow us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. And we look like we still drop episodes every Friday. So um, until next time, my name is Joey
1: Kihada. My name is Christian Shelton. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, you back yet? Yes, sir. Sorry, I've been leaving gonna... you secret cryptic messages. Oh, I can't wait to hear them. <laughs>